With the crazy growth of influencer marketing over the last couple of years, it's imperative that you utilize influencer marketing for your small business. So let's jump right in. This will be a complete guide for everything influencer marketing. And if you don't know what influencer marketing is, it's pretty much just utilizing someone else's following and creating content through them and utilizing their followers or their image to promote a certain product or your business. And in the day and age of social media, it's the equivalent of when a celebrity would endorse a product. And influencer marketing has been on the rise and it's not a brand new idea. Like I said, with celebrities before endorsing products, it's the same thing just moved over to the social media landscape. A couple interesting stats about influencer marketing recently is 89% of marketers who currently engage with influencer marketing will increase or maintain their investment throughout this year. 50% of millennials trust product recommendations from influencers, which is higher than the 38% for product recommendations from celebrities. 33% of Gen Zers have bought a product based on an influencer's recommendation in the last three months alone. And brands earn anywhere between five and $6 on average for every $1 spent on influencer marketing. So when you compare the costs of running ads to influencer marketing, which is better, what you should be using. So let's jump into the influencer marketing and everything you need to know. First, let's start off with the different types of influencers. How do you know what influencer to choose? Let's say you have a certain business. Should you choose someone in that niche? Should you choose someone that has 2 million followers or someone that has 10,000 followers. So when it comes to influencers, they come in a lot of different shapes and sizes. This can vary on the channel, how many followers they have, what niche they're in. And influencers are normally split up into five different categories. You have the nano influencer, which is anyone that usually has around 1,000 to 10,000 followers, micro influencer, which is 10,000 to 100,000. You have the mid tier, which is 100,000 to 500,000 followers. You have the macro or the larger ones, which are 500,000 to 1 million followers. And then you have the mega influencers that have a million plus followers. Now, a lot of times people automatically assume that bigger is better in this case because more reach, right? Well, not always. A lot of people will trust the smaller influencers. The smaller influencers also have higher engagement rates and a larger percent of their audience will see it. And their audience is probably more targeted and a better fit for whatever niche they're in compared to someone with an account with like 40 million followers. Now let's talk about pricing when it comes to these influencers. So there's a couple different things that will affect the pricing. It will be their reach and their engagement, what platform it's on. The platforms are very different and I'll break that down in a second. How many posts you want and is it just an image post? Is it a story? Is it a full video? how much effort they have to put in, and are they posting it on their own platform? How long is it active if it is? So when it comes to pricing, things like YouTube, the longer form content is gonna be more expensive, whereas things like the shorter form content like TikTok is gonna be cheaper, and things like Twitter are gonna be the very cheapest. And if you're wondering how much these cost, I'll put an image on the screen showing Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and you can see kind of the price difference between the different size accounts and if they're a nano, a micro, a mid, a macro, a mega, and how much they actually on average will charge. And you can find people way below this and way over these prices as well, but this is kind of just the average. And when you see these prices, you might seem overwhelmed or feel overwhelmed, but one thing to keep in mind is you can always negotiate their prices. You can negotiate certain packages. You could offer them a percent of sales they drive from the product, or you can even do it instead of saying, hey, you have a million followers, I will pay you 
$2,000 for a post, you say, I'll pay you five bucks for every thousand views you get on this video. So it's performance-based instead of just follower-based. Now, when it comes to just giving a free product, really only the nano influencers are normally gonna do this or take this as payment unless it is a very expensive product they're actually interested in as well. I'm talking probably $1,000 plus for some item, maybe 500 retail. So those are kind of the different size accounts and the prices you can kind of expect, but how do you go about actually choosing an influencer? Well, out of all of the influencer types, micro-influencers get the most engagement according to a recent study. So someone with a million followers with a terrible engagement rate would be a lot worse than someone with 500,000 followers with five times that engagement rate. For example, on TikTok, the average engagement rate for micro-influencers is 17.96%, while the mid is only 6.6%, the macro is 6.2%, and the mega is 4.9%. So you can see how those micro ones, which again is 10,000 to 100,000 followers, can be very beneficial, especially for their cost. They're gonna be cheaper, and they have a higher engagement rate. So let's say you wanna reach a million people total, you could get 10 cheap accounts with higher engagement of those compared to one large 1 million follower person. Now, when it comes to where to actually find these influencers, you're gonna want to look on, usually you can just go to Instagram or whatever platform you wanna promote and look around content in your niche, or you can utilize an influencer marketing platform that will have a bunch of people usually categorized by their niche, which can be fashion, it can be beauty, it can be fitness, it can be gaming, the list goes on. And it'll show their prices, their channels they wanna promote, if they have certain packages, and you can negotiate through there. And some of these include Upfluence or Collabster. Collabster is one of the only free ones where you can actually see all the prices and the people as well. So you can do research on there, but Upfluence you do have to log in and sign up and they want you to do a demo and all of that. So what do you look for when it comes to choosing an influencer? Tired of feeling overwhelmed with marketing your small business? Let our experienced marketing team help your business grow. With personalized strategies tailored to meet your needs, we'll help you stand out in a crowded market. Contact us today for more information at foxsocialmedia.com. My recommendation would be to look in the, the nano niche I would not look at. I would look at the micro to the mid and then maybe experiment with the macro. So anywhere from, I'd usually say not 10, but maybe like 25 to 50,000 followers all the way up to 500,000. And I'd usually cut it off about there. Uh, if you have a higher budget, you can experiment with the bigger ones. The mega, I would normally not touch at all. But you want to find someone who is in your niche with some good content and you can go around and you can look through their content look at their engagement rates do they have an active audience um, one thing to look out for is obviously fake followers you can usually tell if they're fake followers based off of the engagement on the majority of posts it's not a surefire way to see this but a lot of times you'll be able to see some consistency between posts but some platforms like TikTok, you can have someone who has a 30 million view video and then their next video gets 15,000 if they uploaded it that day. So it can be some variance when it comes to TikTok, but usually Instagram and YouTube, there won't be a huge variance like that. So you wanna find someone around the 50 to, we'll just say 500,000 follower range that has content that performs well, that's engaging. You wanna look at their comments, see if their audience seems relevant, if they're posting just general everything that usually won't perform as well as someone who is posting 
niche specific type content. And you can check their engagement rates and other things. There's a lot of free tools online. You could use Social Pilot. Um, I know there's a couple other ones out there as well. And some of these influencer marketing platforms, if you do decide to go with them, will have different tools and things you can use as well. Now, let's say you choose an influencer. Great. Well, what are they going to post? What type of content? And there's a lot of different ways you can utilize an influencer. So there's just your normal sponsored content, which is just you paying them and they promote your products through a piece of content. Let's just say they make a video. You have just mentions where they might make a quick little post and at you in a comment or on that post where it's not a full blown video. So this could be a lot cheaper. There's also a lot of competitions. I normally steer away from these because there's also other rules and guidelines when it comes to that and it can seem inauthentic and you have things like guest posts where they create a post but then you post it on your brand i'm not a fan of these but it is an option the main one we're going to be looking at is sponsored content where they're creating a video with your guidelines and you are letting them post it on their platform this is usually one of the most effective types of content and ways to use influencer marketing and one mistake a lot of businesses will do is try and tailor the content too much Usually the influencer will know what will perform well. Yes, you should give them some guidelines what you want, but when it comes to maybe the creative direction and how to go about or angle this content, you should let them have some reign on that and choose because they know their audience best. Yes, recommendations if they want, you can lay everything out for them, but usually letting them have some guidelines and guidance but do their own thing and take their own angle is usually the best way for the content to perform i've seen too many times especially on accounts where i've promoted different products i get pushed down too far where i don't have any creative control i know it works for my audience but they don't let me do it that way they want it a certain way and i know it's not going to perform well and that's the difference from one ad i had had 1.2 million views and one i had had 15,000 views so that's a huge difference for just letting someone choose what type of content or how to present that information to their audience. They know their audience best, let them have some input. Another thing when it comes to the content is you don't usually want it to just be, this is this product, here are the benefits, blah, blah, blah. You wanna turn it, you wanna angle it so it's relatable to that niche, that audience and their followers. If the brand or the influencer seems super salesy, they're gonna come off as inauthentic and people aren't gonna be able to relate to it and they're probably not gonna like it as much and the content's not going to perform well. Things where you can insert relatability, storytelling and make it relevant to that niche while still showing the product and the benefits of it is what's going to perform best most of the time. And another thing to keep in mind is make sure the influencer is saying this is an ad, it's on the screen, they have hashtag ad, those are all things that are needed. Also, people usually can tell if it's an ad and will know, and people like the transparency. They don't care if you're posting an ad if they think the product is relevant and comes with good intentions, but if you're trying to hide it or be shady about it or it, it's just an account that constantly pushes out promotions, then you might have some negative pushback. So that is something you want to avoid. Now, once you've negotiated your price and you have your content and they've made it, then it comes about when to post and they're going to know the best post time in the day and you can talk with them about that. But how do you measure the performance of an influencer marketing campaign? It can be difficult. There's a few ways to do this. Um, you have just if you're trying to grow your account, you can just measure your analytics and see how different they are compared to the previous week uh, for the week after that because of the influx of people. 
you can measure the content performance that the influencer posted. You're going to want to see and try and take note. Okay. Say, I want to see your analytics after a week. You send me them for this content and make that part of the deal. And you can analyze, okay, what worked, what didn't, what part of the video did people drop off at? What did the comment say? And then you can tailor your next influencer marketing campaign based off of that. But that's one of the ways you can measure performance when it comes to measuring sales and other things or driving traffic. You can, there's a few ways to do this. You can get a link like a bit.ly um, or a Google link shortener or something like a bit.ly, like I said, and that can measure the amount of clicks through that link. And you could track that, see how many clicks there are, or you could give them an affiliate link where they're going to put it in their bio or wherever is relevant for that piece of content, swipe up story on Instagram, whatever it be. And that way, you know, that affiliate link is attributed to this influencer and you know where your traffic and maybe part of your sales are coming from. You could also give a discount code, but this is a less efficient way to do this because not every single person that comes from that influencer will use that discount code. That's just the nature of it. So you can utilize these in between to try and track the performance. There's no best surefire way, but the link tracking and the affiliate link are usually the two best ways to do it combined with each other and then measuring the performance of the content they actually posted. And this can also be another topic where you're negotiating price. You can say, I'll give you X percent of sales that you drive. A lot of influencers don't like that because then that's dependent on how well your landing page is, your sales page, how good your product looks on that page and how well it sells and converts. So that can be more difficult. But if you're working with a tight budget, you can try and negotiate that in there as well. So those are the basics when it comes to influencer marketing and everything you need to know how to use it, the pricing, the different size accounts, how to choose an influencer and kind of measure the performance of that campaign. It's always a work in progress. You're going to want to test different influencers in slightly different niches, different sizes, different types of content on different platforms. Like I said, TikTok's a lot cheaper than a YouTube video. So having a YouTube following with 20,000 followers, that are active can be a lot better than a TikTok account with a million. It's easier to click a link on YouTube, get people over there than it is on TikTok and the engagement rate and just that connection they've built on YouTube is a lot stronger than on TikTok usually. So hope this was informative. If you guys have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comments and I'll see you in the next video.